Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we are here with episode number 15 of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. We're calling this one, One of Us Really Did Go on Dr. Phil. Yep. And that's actually true. To This time, one of us did actually go on Dr. Phil, and we are going to get into that. But uh, we actually have a special guest today yeah. for today's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. A, a certain QAnon-loving, Trump-supporting patriot is what he wrote down, uh, <laughs> is going to be here. Uh, Billy Ray Charles. Billy Ray Charles is yeah, here. Yeah, we're going to uh, talk to him and ask him some questions. Yeah, with the election coming up, I have, well, you know, I have some questions for him. So, and then, um, you know, we're going to do a segment that's a new segment. We're going to be calling Kitty Cat Corner. That's going to be about a little something addition in our lives, a little, little change to little our bit of household. Rotation and, you know, we're members gonna... of our household. Oh, hold on. Oh, shit, I got to go. What? Like, I, I got to go. This is an emergency. I'm really sorry. I, I, I got to go. But we're recording. I know. we. And this is the only time we have to record. What are you doing? I don't know, but I got to go. I got to go. I'm sorry. What? That guy's going to be here. Sorry. What? Are you, are you kidding me? Okay. So Jason just left. Um, so there's just one snowflake here. Just one Carolina snowflake. Um. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to be interviewing Billy Ray Charles. Great. Oh, come come in. Hey, are you you must be Billy Ray. Yeah, born and raised. Yeah, born and raised. Well, it's so nice to meet you. Come on in. Nice to meet you too. I can come on in. I can yeah. come on in. Yeah, come on in. Come on yeah. in. Um if you want to have a seat. No, nobody's hiding. You okay. want to have a seat? Um, right. So Jason had some kind of emergency. Yeah, where's, uh, I heard this was Carolina snowflakes. Well, right now it's just one snowflake, just, one snowflake. just me. Just yeah. like a liberal to just lie twice and half. Yeah. Like <laughs> I guess. I, yeah, I yeah, guess. That's what they so, do. Anyway, um, well, it's really nice to meet you, Billy Ray. Is this is this microphone on? Am I on a show? Yeah, Man, yeah. Man, where, where are the cameras? Uh, there aren't any cameras. All right, All right. Um, okay. Just a microphone. I figure Elon Musk got to be watching us somehow. Yeah. Where's the Alexa dot? You ain't got that in here, do you? Mm, I don't even know what that is. Okay. Well, it listens to you. It listens at you. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. And so they can profile on you. Oh, who's mm-hmm. they? The liberals and the, and the Hollywood elite. Yeah. Okay. So they can monitor where the babies are kept. See, they, they put the Amazon echoes in your house and then they can monitor where the babies are kept for, for the child torture for the, for the liberal elites. So that Donald Trump can fight. Oh, okay. Oh, mm-hmm. so am the Alexa's the little the the the, the little thing. yeah the little robot ladies listen at you. You can oh, talk right. to them. Yeah, okay, I know what that is. I do mm-hmm. know what that is. Um, you so, ain't got one, do you? So, no, I don't actually okay. have Billy. So Billy Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but notice that you're wearing sunglasses, and we are inside. Do yeah. You, do you want to take those off? Oh uh, no, no, thank you. I I, I don't want to be vulnerable like that. These are my lib bands. You're what? Lib bands. I ban they ban the liberals. They'll look at you. What they do is they use their lizard eyes to kind of hypnotize at you. And if they get you right in the eye too good, you're just lost forever. So I, I prefer to keep them on. No offense. I just don't know you that well is all. You might be a fallen angel or a lizard nephilim. You never know. 
Okay, all right. Well, that's well, what Infowars says. You can okay. You can keep them on then. Mm-hmm. I uh, prefer to. So Billy Ray, we brought you on the show um, mm-hmm. to to get a different perspective. You now you openly yeah. you identify as a QAnon follower. Oh yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, an avid follower of QAnon. Q changed my life. Q made everything better for me. Ever since I found Q, I knew. Every person I seen, I, I had a feeling they was molesting babies and eating them too, because they stay so young. I, and I, I have been wondering how this happened, and now I know because Q told me, and I can see who it is. They put signs out in their yard. They make it obvious, what and kind of, that what just you- makes life simpler. It's like when you see a black person, you know they're black because their skin is black. Well, I can't tell who's a satanic child murderer and libtard unless they have a signal. I wish they had black skin. I really do. It will make life easier, but they don't. So now they, Q told me and they got the signs. It just makes life so much simpler for all of us. I, I think it's on both sides. It's, Are no, you speechless? It, I know. I, it blows a lot of people's <laughs> minds. I got a lot to say. And right. sometimes people can't like stick on it. So how did you how did you find Q? On the internets. On, on the internets? Mm-hmm. Were you pointed there by someone? Yeah, it was my friend Terry. He... See, he found it from his cousin. She she has a little bit of a meth problem, but don't worry about that. She's got it. She's got it figured out now. She'd stay up late at night cleaning her house, kind of in the same spot over and over again, like they tend to do. And then one day she figured out how to use them internets, and she found these cues, and that's how I found it. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Terry told me. Now it seems to me like QAnon mm-hmm. followers also tend to be avid Trump supporters. Is that well? That's because he's saving them. You know, he's the he's fighting the good fight. He can't tell you guys that because if y'all knew what he was doing, you would just ask him about that, and you'd never let him move on to the economy, which he's constantly trying to talk about, and y'all just won't let him. Okay, you and the media, I me mean, and the media. Well, yeah, you pardon the media. I mean, here on some media, right? This is a media podcast. Well, it's a it's a podcast, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're not really media in the sense of like traditional journalism. Well, good. He ain't mainstream media. I don't like him. Yeah, we're definitely not mainstream. Unless it's Fox. I don't, no, I don't mess with No, it. we're not. We're not mm-hmm. even Fox. We're so not mainstream. I mean, Fox, they're a little too liberal for me, but I watch it on occasion. Fox is liberal for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So, Billy Ray. Yes. Where, where are you from? Parts unknown. I prefer not to say. And what do you do for a living? I kind of prefer not to say that, too, but let's just say... I'm a baker. I'm, I, I interpret Q for the world, and the world repays me in that as sort of a karmic debt. Right. So mm-hmm. from what I know about Q and QAnon is they have the, the drops, the crumbs. Mm-hmm. And so you identify as someone who kind of deciphers or decodes right. um, the Q drops. Yeah. And do you make money doing that? Like I said, karmic reward. Things come back at me. You know, people help. Oh, okay. People, you know, I get some of my... We'll call them ceremonial robes dirty. There's always somebody there ready to give me a new pair of ceremonial robes. I use them. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I get a tearing one sometimes. There's a nice lady up on the cue drops that she will she will sew that thing right back up for you. Maybe need to make the eye holes bigger. Seems to be going well for you then. Yeah, it's going great. It's going oh. great. I love it. I, I'm out there protesting with my friends and fellow patriots and we're fighting the liberal media. And we're going to get Donald Trump reelected. As far as protests go, do you do you take precautions for coronavirus, given that we're in the middle of a of global pandemic? <laughs> for for the, 
for the fake Democrat China plague. No, no, man, I don't do nothing for that, man. That's that's a Democrat hoax. So you, so you don't believe in the virus? No. At all? No, man. Virus. Yeah. I don't believe in that. I believe in that when I see it. So mm. what about the 200 and some 50,000 Americans who have died? They was dying already. There was, they ain't no more dying. They, they say they died of COVID because the doctors get paid more. You see what I'm saying? A regular person dies. The doctor's like, I could get extra money from the liberal media and Hollywood elites if I would just say it was a COVID death. And so they do. I mean, doctors ain't stupid. That's why they got their degree. You must think doctors are stupid. Me? I mean, the people who think that ain't how it works. I'm pretty sure the virus is real. Oh. And that Well, then they got you fooled. They must have looked at you right in your eyes. You need probably. I mean, I'm not, wearing, I'm not wearing mm-hmm. lib bands like you. Well. Billy Ray. Takes all kinds, as they Speaking of wearing, say. I noticed that you're wearing gloves though is that yeah. for like so well, i, I thought wanna... i saw the gloves i thought those were for like i don't COVID. want it coming back that i was in this liberal household where y'all probably i looked around outside trying to find your child dungeon couldn't find it y'all got it hid pretty good but i don't want fingerprints in a house where i know there could be you know later repercussions time back to me is all but i did agree to be on here because i wanted i thought you should hear from the other side that's all well that's what we wanted too we mm-hmm. you know we we have our uh our ideals and our preconceived notions and maybe they're right and maybe they're not so we thought it would be interesting to have are. someone <laughs> from the other side yeah come well, and, I, and join well, us i came and bring some sense to the show a real carolina perspective yeah not like y'all yankees on here always talking about yankees. immigration and whatnot what <laughs> we're not a yankee yeah, we well, might as well be. Okay. I saw the Biden sign in your yard. I know what it means. What does it mean? It means red shoes. What? Look it up. Red shoes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm wearing, I'm actually wearing flip-flops. The flip-flops? That's what the kids are on today. The on flip, the flip-flops. On the flip-flops? They made them little short videos on the flip-flops. That's what they're on today. I think, you mean TikTok? TikTok. TikTok, Tick- flip-flops, TikTok? something. It's some Chinese thing the little kids are on. I know. Yeah. I oh, it. okay. Mm-hmm. Well... Can you tell me just briefly, what is it about Donald Trump that you like so much? He kept every single one of his promises. Nothing he ever says is a lie. And I like a man like that. That's a man I can look in the eye and respect. I don't wear these if I was to look at Donald Trump. So you would actually remove your lip bands if you were face-to-face with Donald. I feel uh, we also have a connection over McDonald's. I think he likes it as much as I do. I eat McDonald's about every day. He does like McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I think that might be where he gets part of his strength from. It's like the opposite of liberal whatever they eat. Tofu, I guess. I don't even really know. <laughs> yoga and stuff. They Well, yoga is not a food. Oh, well, okay. I thought it was like some kind of yogurt. Yogurt is a food. Okay, I get them mixed right. up. Right. Yoga is an activity. I get them mixed up. That's okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So back to, to Donald, to President Trump. If I were an undecided voter. Yeah. And By now? Okay. Yeah. And someone said, you've got to convince Amanda Mm -hmm. to vote for Donald Trump. Okay. What would be your biggest, most compelling pitch to me, a white 30-something woman living in North Carolina? Well, that's easy. You want to take care of the white race because you are part of the white race. And Donald Trump is doing that. And if you vote for somebody else, all they're going to do is take away all your guns. Do you want your guns taken away? Your family's safety? I don't think so. And also, Q's going to get rid of all of them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. If you want, you can vote for Biden. Q's going to execute all of them real soon in Guantanamo. It's the judgment day is coming. So you might as well get on the right side of the, of the court. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's like, you seen Tiger King? 
I have. You seen that Tiger King? Yeah, it's a you good, it's an interesting show. You know that guy on there? He's he's like a he's like a libertarian. I I like that guy. He was his campaign manager, campaign manager of Joe Exotic. He said he said the government came to him as the government said, "You got two choices. You could be with us or you could be with Joe." And he was like, "I'm a libertarian, so f- technically I don't really like fucking with the feds, but I know they're gonna lose, so I'm gonna go with them." Uh-huh. He didn't go with Joe. Right. He, he ain't go with Joe. And I'm saying you shouldn't go with Joe either. It's just a different Joe. Di- it is a different Joe. Mm-hmm, but you Joe, shouldn't go Joe with Biden Joe. Joe Biden doesn't have tigers. No, Joe. He might. He, he drinks children's blood. I don't think he does, though. He does. That's how he stays so young and vibrant. Um, he's pretty old. He don't look it. Um, you yeah, look he... at, are you looking at his eyes? He blinks sideways. I've seen it. <laughs> I don't think that he does. Mm-hmm. I well, you, got, you got to take a not sure. look. Well, I mean, that's, a very, that's a very interesting com. point of view. Yeah, it is. Um, that's the truth. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Billy Ray, do you listen to any podcasts yourself? Only Alex Jones. Okay. That's about it. That's about the it. The only real news, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have any questions for me as a, as a, a liberal, a snowflake? No, just, I mean... I hope you're one of the good ones and you don't end up getting executed because you all seem pretty nice and hospitable to me today. But that don't mean you ain't got a child dungeon. <laughs> well, I can assure you, Billy Ray, that we don't have mm-hmm. a dungeon. Well, I would uh, toast and say goodbye with a little pint of infant blood if I had some on me. But I'm sure y'all get to drinking that later. Yeah. I wish I could have met your, your husband there. He yeah, he he had some kind of emergency. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sad that he wasn't here to meet you well, as like well. Well, like I said. Just like a liberal, just be half-assed and kind of do nothing. Well, we're trying. Yeah, if you want more of that, vote Biden. Okay, well, Billy Ray, mm-hmm. it's been a pleasure. Yeah, Thank you so honor. much for coming on to the Carolina Snowflakes. Thank you for having me on. You are a fascinating character. Thank you. And we are back, and Jason has returned. Hello. Um, glad you've returned. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, and I hope that your emergency was worth it. Yeah, it was a personal thing. I'm sorry about that. That guy, that Billy mm-hmm. Ray Charles guy. Was he all right? Uh, no. What? He's probably the craziest person I have ever met really? in my entire life. Yes. Well, I got to say, he wrote this, what he wrote in, he said he was a QAnon supporting Trump loving patriot. Well, he's all that and more. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I got to listen to that. Okay. Yeah. You'll have awesome. to listen to the episode when it comes. Well, out. I appreciate you handling it. I did. I, I I took one for the Snowflakes team. All right, cool. Well, to get back to it, we we um we are going to talk about how one of us really did go on Doctor Phil. Yes, that actually happened. It and did happen. That was you. You got that to go was on me. Dr. Phil. I did. I got to go on Doctor Phil a couple of weeks ago. It was interesting. I saw we were watching Doctor Phil, and I saw it had like an advertisement that you know during these COVID times. We do have like a virtual audience on Dr. Phil. And I told you and you were like, <gasps> yeah, you you were like, hey, you should sign up for that. They mm-hmm. have applications to be in the audience. Yeah. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And so I went to their website. And sure enough, there was a little form filled it out. And a couple of days later, I get an email from one of their producers. who's like, hey, we got your application. If you're still interested in being on the show. Pick a date and a time, and we'll get everything set up for you. That's so cool. I know we talked about it a little bit, but I I have some questions about it. Yeah, shoot. Well, first of all, were you nervous? Um, no. Hmm. I mean, um, not really. I okay. knew I I kind of had an understanding of how it was going to work because before anything happens, you get multiple emails from the producers of the show mm-hmm. that includes literally like uh like a 
slideshow presentation okay. PowerPoint of like what's expected of you oh. as being in the audience and in the virtual audience. Cool. And then of course all the legal paperwork. Cool. So I kind of had an idea of what to expect to a degree. So mm-hmm. I wasn't nervous in like the traditional sense. Yeah. No. Okay. So then the day shows comes and then. Yeah. And so the, the I picked um, my day and my time and you don't know like what the episode is going to be about until it starts. So he's, you're going in blind. Yeah. Wow. And um, before before the episode even begins, they they kind of pull pull you in. It's kind of like a Zoom meeting, sort of. Okay. Um. So you're at your computer with your mm-hmm. webcam and your sound and everything, and the producers pull you in and they make sure that your setup works well. They mm-hmm. even before that they give you instructions on like what type of background to use and um, how to be dressed. Even. Oh. Okay. Um, well, I guess they gotta make sure people look yeah, presentable. Right. And if anything looks you know wonky or sound is mm-hmm. wonky, um, they make sure to correct those things before the show begins. So you're sitting there kind of in this holding room of (laughs) Zoom and they're going down the line of people who are in this virtual audience. You can't see them, but you can hear them. So you can hear the producers speaking to other um, viewers. You can hear them making corrections like, can you move your camera a little to the left? Okay, can you move this? Cool. You know, and getting everything set up. And then right before the show starts, they give you a real quick rundown of what's expected of you mm-hmm. during the the show. So they're like, you know, you're going to be on television on the screens behind Dr. Phil while he's on. So we need you to make sure that you're engaged yeah, during the course of filming. Look um, alive. <laughs> yeah, don't be sitting there like dozing off. Mm-hmm. Um, they also don't want you to like be eating or yeah. drinking while like having, filming, yeah. um, they they reserve that for like the commercial breaks mm. and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and they make sure that you know. And they also let you know that they'll be calling in or counting down as the shows come back from commercial. So you're expected to be sitting up, alert, engaged, clapping, smiling, mm. looking like, you know, you're super enthused to be hmm. there. So I imagine it's similar, like they just sort of translated what they do to a studio audience to the internet, basically. Yeah, and when it all starts, um, you're looking at your computer screen, and the view is essentially what you would be seeing if you were sitting literally in the audience. That's super cool. Yeah, so you're seeing the stage hmm. and the screens around Dr. Phil. Yeah, so do you feel like you got an inside look at how they make Dr. Phil? To a degree. Um, cool. I mean, you don't get to see literally behind the scenes. Right. Um, but you do get kind of the idea of how the filming happens mm-hmm. um, and the timing of it all. That's pretty cool. And so when you're sitting there as an audience member in this virtual audience, your view is of Dr. Phil and the stage mm-hmm. um, as well as the guests that he's talking to. Cool. But what you're hearing is other people in the audience. Huh. And two producers, one is your personal audience producer and the other is the basically the, the technical producer. She's huh. the one that's yelling at you like, okay, people, places, people, and does the uh, yeah. countdown and stuff. Cool. And, um, of course, you're hearing Dr. Phil and everything. That's awesome. Too. So, and one of the things that they let you know is that when... Um, when Dr. Phil is speaking to his guests, he can hear not only his guests that he's talking to, mm-hmm. but he can also hear the people in the audience. And Whoa. so he relies a bit on audience um, reaction to huh. kind of dictate the direction that he will take conversations. Whoa. So they encourage you as you're 
listening and watching to comment. So if something is crazy or funny, like they want you to laugh, they want you to say like, wow, that's nuts. Or what was she thinking? Because he can hear that. Weird. Yeah. So he's like processing all of that in his head, in his ear while he's conducting the interview. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty impressive if you think about it. Yeah. So I um I sat in for two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um they haven't aired yet. I keep checking the website to see like when they're going to air. Uh-huh. Um and both were very different. And it was interesting because I guess that was an unusual way for them to do the show. I think normally when you sit in for two, they have a long break in between. Uh-huh. But this was back to back. We literally had one 5-minute bathroom break. Oh wow. Um in between the two shows and it, it's long like mm-hmm. what they film is significantly longer than what's actually put on yeah, the show th- there's a lot of editing yeah mm-hmm. so dr phil was there for a little while he was there for a while and mm. i have to say like i was what i noticed most about dr phil is that he is a very calm person Hmm. Like the whole time. I mean, I know the guy's been doing this for so long, like 20 something years. So Mm -hmm. like it shouldn't have been as much of a surprise to me. But at no point did he ever seem as if like he was confused or worried about filming or worried Hmm. about sound or anything like that. He was just 100% himself, very, very calm Hmm. and an excellent host because the two shows that I sat in on, he um, was interviewing people who were remote. Hmm. So some of the shows now during COVID, he'll actually have the guests on in person, but uh-huh. the audience is still virtual. Yeah. And then others of them, the the guests are also on Zoom. Yeah. So you have to think that like he is hosting the show, wow. interviewing these people essentially over Zoom uh-huh. and maintaining composure and knowing what questions to ask and when that is cool. without being like prompted. He just, he's clearly meant for television. Yeah. That's and hosting. really impressive. If you really think about yeah. what, like how many things he's processing at one time when he's doing that. Yeah. Show. And he's doing it all with a very like air of calm. So I guess you're kind of saying like, say what you want about Dr. Phil. The man is talented at running a show. Definitely, for sure. And so, you know, Robin was there. His wife, Robin, was there. So she came out and she took her seat in the physical audience, although there was no audience. It was just her. Well, they lived together, so she, you know. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, as they're wrapping up um, the episodes, they walk off the stage hand in hand and mm-hmm. we have to sit there and clap and they, yeah. they're they you know, yelling in your ear wow. the whole time like applause, applause, cool. applause smile, look happy, look happy <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the funny thing was, so the first episode, the the topic is one that I just enjoy in general mm-hmm. It's it's it was um, a mother of an out of control teenager yes, and yes, oh, that's awesome. those are like my favorite Dr. Phil mm-hmm. episodes because those are the ones where he just absolutely annihilates the parents. Yes. Because they, they, the parents, I don't, I'm like, do you guys not watch Dr. Phil? Yeah. You know how this is going to go, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because the parents inevitably, they show up with the show to the show with their kid and they're like, my kid is a little devil and he's <laughs> yeah. beating up possessed his sister Satan. and he's, yeah, I think he's possessed and mm-hmm. he's just awful. 
fix him, Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil inevitably is like, well, I can't just fix him without first fixing you because the reason that this child is the way that they are is because of you. Yeah. And he just like rips them to shreds. <laughs> yeah, I so like that. So the first episode, that was the topic. Like just dessert. And so I was like, yes. Awesome. And it was a particularly egregious mother. Mm. Like a helicopter micromanaging, manipulative mm-hmm. mother who brought her own video footage of what she said was like her son behaving badly. But in actuality, it was her behaving badly mm-hmm. and making it seem as though her child was awful that's interesting i've seen that a few times on dr phil where Uh the person who brings the quote-unquote video evidence is actually the one being wrong yeah and so dr phil used that yeah video and turned it back on her to show her how she was behaving in such a way that made her child act the way that he was acting nice and so Yeah, it was really good. And then when that episode ended, this was the part that kind of surprised me. Uh After the show ended and Dr. Phil and Robin walked off, Dr. Phil came back and Mm -hmm. he came back onto the stage to talk specifically to us in the the virtual audience. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he was like, boy, that mother, huh? And we were (laughs) like, yeah. And he was like. He's like, sometimes it feels like I'm just talking to a brick wall. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, he's talking smack about his own guest. Yeah. Yeah. So he talks some some smack about the mom. Oh, yeah. He's like, she is just a disaster. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. And he was like, do you guys like what I did by showing her how her own video was was her being a bad parent? He asked that. And we were like, yes. Yeah, we love it, Dr. Phil. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So you like engaged with Dr. Phil. Yeah, yeah. Like that talk to amazing. Dr. Phil. Super cool. So it lives up to the title this episode. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it was fun. That's awesome. And I'm I was, really I was there and I out. interacted with Dr. Phil and I kind of got to see how the show happens. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, are you glad you did it? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you did too. That's really cool. I wish it happened during the daytime. I was, I, I was working. And it was long, like from start to finish was probably about four hours. Okay. And it was, like I said, one bathroom break. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a new bit to try out this week. It's a bit that we're calling Kitty Cat Corner. Meow. (laughs) And in this bit, we discuss kitty cats. Mm -hmm. And mostly the fact that we just got three brand new kittens. We did. Mm -hmm. Well, you see, what had happened was... Uh So our old cat spot, which we've mentioned in an episode. R.I.P. Yeah, a month and a half or two months ago. Mm-hmm. It was the Paula Dean episode about yes. butter. He loved butter. He loved butter. Um, He passed away. He did. And after about a month of not having spot in the house, I decided that I needed another cat. Mm-hmm. And so I went on the hunt for a kitten. This is what I was told, yes. Yes. <laughs> and... <laughs> Finally, I found a lady who had some kittens. Yeah, plural. Um, yeah, plural. And I and she had one in particular, a gray tabby. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wanted a gray tabby. Yeah. Because I have another tabby named Winston. Mm-hmm. I really wanted Winston to have a little friend. Mm-hmm. So I go to this lady's house, and I meant to get one kitten. Mm-hmm. That's what I was told when you left. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm off gonna to go. I'm going to go look at a kitten. I said, I'm going to go look at a kitten. Uh-huh. 
And then about an hour later, I come home with the cat carrier and you're like, oh, hey, did you get a kitten? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I turned the carrier around and there were three little faces. There was three kittens. Staring back at you. And, and the a... look on your face <laughs> was like a mixture of like perplexed, <laughs> furious, uh and anger mm -hmm. it was a lot it was like a host of emotions yeah, I think I, in one facial they all expression sort of flooded in yeah yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they were so cute they were little they were two months old at that mm -hmm. point and and they were just so cute and i thought i can't just take one mm, yeah you know like they need a friend so and then it was like well if i take another one then i've got two but then that one's left by itself yeah you don't want to do that right so then i was like i might as well just all three. Take so we have three kittens. We have three kittens and now. And they're awesome. They are now three months old. And they're precious. And they are adorable. And their names are William, Harry, and Erlene. Mm -hmm. And the boys are orange tabbies. Mm -hmm. And Erlene is the little gray tabby. Yep. And they're all cute as buttons. And I believe we will probably have photos of them on our Facebook. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some pictures up of the babies on our Facebook page mm -hmm. as well as I think on our Instagram. Yeah, and so you will be able to see those kittens because we know you want to. Yes, and they're precious. And that concludes our bit that we are calling Kitty Cat Corner. Meow. Meow. So this is coming out on Monday, as our podcasts do, which means that tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Monday. It's election day. Woohoo! Yeah, it's uh, the election and the race against good and evil. <laughs> like, kind of literally. Yeah, it seems like that's where we're at. I mean, and we've so, always said like said like good versus evil mm -hmm. in other previous elections, but in a way, I feel like this time it's more literal. Yeah, it's it's literally Donald Trump mm -hmm. in the election. So we would like to say you should go out and vote if you haven't already. Please, yes, go vote. We need to get rid of Donald Trump because, oh my God. Yeah, I don't think I can handle I don't either. another four more years. And what makes it so unfortunate is, you know, every time you're always like, oh, we'll just leave the country, kind of ha-ha. Uh -huh. Well, here's the thing. We can't. Yeah, there's COVID. You can't COVID has caused us to have our borders closed mm -hmm. by other countries. Like, we literally can't leave. So mm -hmm. I don't want to be stuck with this man for another four years. I cannot. And I, I just, I can't. I would like to make a couple of predictions. Okay. So I predict that if Joe Biden wins the election, the only thing you're really going to hear about for the next four years besides Hunter Biden is the deficit. You're going to hear about the deficit again. I know it's it feels like it's been forever. I'd say about four years since the last time you heard about the deficit. And that's because there's been a Republican in charge. And as yeah. soon as there is not a Republican in charge, you'll go back to hearing about the deficit. Now, if Donald Trump wins, good news, you get four years of not having to hear about the deficit. Yeah. Bad news, All Donald right. Trump is the president. Right, exactly. It's not worth it. I'd rather take four years of hearing about it every day, all day. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, one prediction that I have. Another prediction I have is that I don't, I, I hope that there's a big blue wave and that everything's gonna gonna turn out nicely, but I don't know how it's gonna turn out. There's still a, there is a chance that it could all go to shit. For sure. Um, and, I, and it might not be a wave at all. It might just be a little, uh, ripple. a little ripple. Yeah. Well, I hope that's not the case. Sure. And we're going to see, but I think it's important to say you should vote and uh, it is your 
duty. Your duty. Do your duty, people. It's your way of making a statement. And that concludes this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. If you like what you heard, you can find us on them internets at (laughs) carolinasnowflakes.com. We also have a Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Carolina Snowflakes. And we would love to get an email from you if uh, everything went well. Hopefully, I'd like to hear what you guys thought of, of the interview. I can't wait to listen myself. Um, you can email us on our email. Carolinasnowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.